Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Do you like the great outdoors? Are you or are you looking to be a master bow hunter, king of the hill in archery? You're in the right place. Welcome to Bow Hunter Planet. It's the Bow Hunter Planet podcast with your host, Team BHP. Hello and welcome to the Bowhunter Plant Podcast. Myself, Dave Thomas, and Tim Mazzarana. And today we have Kevin from Deer Hunter Podcast. Kevin, how you doing? Awesome. I didn't pronounce your last name because so I don't know how. Vistason. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I purposely left it off because I didn't know. What is that? Good move. What is that? It's a Danish, actually. Danish, yeah. Yep. Cool. Very cool. So uh, tell us about the podcast. podcast is growing. Uh, started it in June. We're in August now, and our download numbers from June to August tripled. Nice. So what I was kind of hoping is get get it started in the spring and, you know, work all the bugs out throughout the summer so that when fall came around and hunting season was here, we we had a smooth running ship. And I wouldn't identify it as running smooth, but it's getting better. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. like it. No, I, we don't I, always I, run smooth around here either. Yeah. Also, the technical issues and all that. So. Sorry, just too much back on it. Um, yeah, no, I like it. I, you know, that's why I wanted to be on it when I was talking to you earlier. And then uh, I, I just enjoy, like, listening to it. It's really interesting. And I, I like how you guys actually – I like the, the mix, you know, with the guys you have on it. And who are the guys on it with you? It's just friends. You know, that's what it all kind of spouted from is uh, we were doing this anyways – spending time sitting around talking about deer hunting and i thought you know i guess it's a two-part thing um one i was on a couple podcasts and i enjoyed doing it and then two i was doing it with these guys and we were talking and we were having all these fun conversations and i had uh, wanted i had the thought of wanting to start a journal and start doing some writing well i started doing that and you know not not the most talented writer and for me to just sit down and spend two hours of time writing is it's not all that appealing. But I, I enjoy talking with my friends, so it's kind of a, a digital journal. Now I kind of look at it as we're keeping all this stuff. And, you know, what, I'm on the road a lot, so sometimes I'll just I'll go back and listen to some of our episodes. Like when, when I had Dave on, um, I went back and listened to that whole thing because there's a lot of things. When you're doing the podcast and you're trying to format questions and move interviews in and out your brain's not fully digesting what's going on True. actually in real time in front of you so I it's no clue what's going on right now <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's uh, nice to have it to go back to and, and re-listen to it and we you know we, we have a mix of i guess basically just comedic relief and guys hanging out like you would be talking around deer camp and then that's the funnest thing to listen to though it's just the band's you know, it's it's the it's it's not the not the like 
here's a cool product. It's, it's the banter back, back and forth that I think really makes a, uh, a good show because that's what you, you kind of tune into it. You kind of you, you find out who you relate with. Right. You know, and you kind of you, you get involved with it. So. Yeah, cool. I, and I agree. And, you know, everybody, myself especially, looks forward to that one week of deer camp every year. Yeah. And it's as much as it is about the deer hunting and all that, it's about the camaraderie and being around the guys and standing around the campfire and those conversations and, you know, laughing your ass off. And I I just love the fact that I can replicate a little bit of that year long by having my group of guys over. And yeah, we rotate different guys in and out. And it's kind of nice too, because, you know, when you have a listening audience, some people might like this guy and some people might like this guy. And Unfortunately, if you don't like me, it's a, a little bit of a problem because I, I host it and I put it together. But I never wanted it to be about me. Right. I want it to be about a community and bigger things and just uh, not crossbow hunting, not bow hunting, not gun hunting, not whatever you know, whatever yep. your thing is. Spear hunting. It's it's if you're a deer hunter, you're in. So yeah, that's uh, you know I I think you guys do a really good job at it. I mean, I've listened to a lot of the episodes now, and I think it's um. It's it's pretty um, funny some of the episodes you know <laughs> like just the last one you guys were talking about, like I don't know if you wanted to say that word <laughs> I'm not gonna repeat it but <laughs> it was pretty funny like just listening to it and it's just like yeah I'm thinking you know but it, it's it, it's cool like my whole thing with like even Boner Planet when I originally started it it was that concept but like how can we like remember these things later you know and it wasn't necessarily the podcast portion for us it was more the video like if we video this stuff or even type about it talk about it you know create an article about it how can we remember it you know so that was one of the things and uh at the time ron reslow one of my good friends was already um filming his hunts you know so we had footage from like 2004 and we're like man we can start there you know we have a, a starting point and uh, then I realized, and we did it, we started doing it, but then I realized, man, it's really hard to film your hunts. Like, it's a lot of work, and it's it's very tricky. And uh, Tim actually just got his first year a few years back, and he filmed it, and he actually got it. I was really proud of him, because it's not easy to do. I mean, yeah. you're, you're nervous about I mean, this is his first year, and he's by himself filming it. So you're thinking, like, and it's just on a tripod and everything, but, like, it still has to happen. The, everything has to align to make that work. Right. He could have hit record, and the deer could have looked right at him, you know, and took off. Well, especially <laughs> if you had just started deer hunting and you you did that right away, it is impressive because it adds a whole nother level. It's a, complicated enough to go out and take a deer. True. And then yeah. add filming. It's a whole nother level of... I, I remember, I remember it too. I'm, I'm hitting, I'm watching the deer come in. I'm like, all right, what do I do first? What do I do second? What do I not do? What do I do? You know, and, then, <laughs> and I'm just like, you know, I finally, finally, I just said, you know what? Screw it. I took a breath, hit record, said, all right, let's just, let's just see if it comes in. It came into frame because that's the first thing I was worried about as I come in into frame. Um, of course, I was going to shoot it if it didn't anyway, but I'm not telling anybody. Yeah, of course. You're um, just, yeah, <laughs> so, but it came in. It came in almost perfectly, and. Uh, that was it, dude. You're like you, you have that, you have that rush. You have that moment where you're like, I'm gonna pull the trigger, and uh, there it is, man. So yeah, it's, it was good. So I think it's, you know, my biggest, my biggest um, hurdle, hurdle, I would say nowadays is um, it's hard to like, it's hard to find a spot that's big enough to have all everybody on. That's been our biggest hurdle. Like, you know, Tim just asked me, oh, where you hunt all the way down? I'm like, well, I wish I could go, you go with me, but it's not going to happen. Because <laughs> it's just, it's not, it's, there's no room. Like, it's not the kind, these lots are so small. And when you look at, like, rules and, 
when you do leases and stuff, they have their own, everything's got their own rules now. It's like, it's different. You know, when I was younger, we would all go to state land. It's not a problem. You, anybody can go on state land. But then you fight this internal issue with, do I give up the private land that you know, that you know from pictures is hosting a monster buck, you know right. what I mean, to go hunt and do the camaraderie. I this totally. is this is the issue. This is like the constant fight. And then you're also thinking, well, I got a community to, to get this video for. You know what I mean? I need to, I need to bring this cool content to the oh, industry. Pressure. There's right. a lot more pressure, and I think it's a little tricky for me at least um, doing that. So what I've been trying to do the last couple of years is just break it up into different hunts with different people. Right. Um, and it works out sometimes. Sometimes they don't, you know, and that's... You know, and like it's just different. You know, I'm so used to having that big campfire scene where you have everybody around and, and right. everything's awesome, and you know everybody's having a good time. But we don't get any deer generally. Ah, I can attest. <laughs> now you get deer, but there's less people there to enjoy it with. So it's kind of a mix, right? I mean, it's it's good and it's bad. Yeah, you've got to balance it out. I, I totally grasp what you're saying because a couple of years ago, man, at deer camp we had like you know. 16 guys coming up there and everybody looked so forward to it and the night before i'd be walking out of meyer pushing two you know uh grocery carts just with groceries falling out of them <laughs> yeah you know it's and everybody awesome. throw in 25 bucks and that would pay for food for yeah. the weekend and whatnot and the same thing was happening you know the it was just getting too complicated and mm -hmm. as much as that is fun um you can definitely you know i realized that year is like I'm not even coming up and in to socialize with these people because I only get this maybe one week a year where it's like dedicated deer hunting. It's different downstate. You know, you run out after work and then you come in. But yeah. when you travel somewhere, or you're, you know, you're yeah. gone for a couple of days and all you want to do is hunt. I stopped coming in to do all the socializing because I'm like, next week, I'm not going to be able to be here and do this. Mm -hmm. Started taking it serious. And yeah, what do you know? started getting more deer yeah, and seeing yeah, more yeah. deer yeah. it's different too you know me and me and ron traveled to ohio two times two different trips with an outfitter and i'm telling you man like you know it's during the rut it's in october it's november right in that rut period and we hunted so hard like i've never hunted like that in my life and I, I don't know if i would even do it again to be honest but i hunted every day but one hour if that if, if sometimes we'd stay out and hunt through the lunch mm -hmm. and just sit there because it's the rut and it's snowing and you know it's light snow and you're sitting you're freezing but you know you're in Ohio. The trail cameras are showing 180 class deer. deer. Yep. Uh, you know, what do you do? You paid to be there. You know, you paid to sit in that set. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like you get down. And so Ron and I, like, you know, we look back on that and we're like, we did what we could. We didn't get a deer, neither of us. And we did everything we could. And we didn't really enjoy it because we never even had time to chill out that lodge. They had this beautiful lodge and, you know, all this stuff. But we would come in at dinner and chow down and basically passed out by nines we're so tired from that long cold hunt you know i totally get that and then we're up at 5 a.m right back at it you know and but that's real i mean that's like the real nit and gritty hunting like i i don't you know a lot of times for me like what i'll do is if i if i if i'm hunting and let's say i shoot a deer on hunt camp i'm done like i'm filming with somebody else i'm sitting with somebody else and it's, that's fun like that is where it gets really exciting to I, me i agree you i sit that, with someone that just gets oh the weight's yeah. gone but now it's like now let's do this tim let's go yeah. baby you know oh, I'll, yeah. I'll be right behind you i see i can look i have more eyes now i'm helping them look and see and i love doing that i just unfortunately it's like one of those things where you need to capitalize right away to give you the whole season to do that right and also getting the approval from your wife to go back out <laughs> and sit with your buddies, you know, and try to um, right. 
uh, you know, to it, like, I have a lot of local hunters, you know, like Ron, he hunts local, he's real close even to you, I mean, and Brian, they both hunt, like, literally 20-acre lots that are right in this region, you know, and it's it's hard because you just want to go there every night, you know, they'll, they'll go hunt, like, Ron will hunt on a Wednesday night, shoot a monster buck in a rainstorm, and be like, dude, you need to get up here as soon as you can with your camera so you can, like, capture what's left of, you know, you get he got the filming, but now he needs the help with the <laughs> aftermath. That's hard to pull, man. I, I'm at ninja class with the kids. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm with the ninja wife. Class. It's raining. I have to go up there and help them. I'm like, oh, honey, I gotta, you know, I need to go up there. It's really important. I gotta get the pictures and get some cool images. You know, what I mean, it's, you're stuck right in this position. But you get there, and you're like, this is awesome. It's pouring rain. I got umbrella. Jade Dumas is holding the umbrella. I'm taking pictures with the two thousand dollar camera. I think Ron just needs to get by with the camera. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I totally get that. Uh, you know, my wife, uh, she works full-time, and she does a little bit of traveling and work and stuff, too. So it, it kind of makes it nice that we identify how tough it is when the other one's gone. Mm-hmm. You oh, know, yeah. my wife was just yeah. gone for a couple of days to California, and it was, you know, me and the kid. And uh, it's a totally different atmosphere, and you stop and think, and it's like, well, this is exactly what's happening when I'm gone. <laughs> yeah, you know, which you you know you're yeah. you're not seeing the other side of it unless that happens. But uh, yeah, I was gone last weekend. Have, have any of you guys ever your guys hunted Wisconsin? Yes, uh, Aaron Aaron Cloyd hunts Wisconsin. He is a he hunts there all the time. And um, yeah, no, I, I I don't know if he's capitalized yet, but I know that he sent me some pictures of trail cam picks, and it was pretty. I was impressed uh, when I was up there last weekend with the landscape and the deer, you know, the couple guys' houses that I was in that are deer hunters, like, looking at the stuff that they got hung on the walls. It's uh, it's a little bit different than here. Massive? Yeah. Well, let's think about this. Wisconsin. That's a pretty big distance to go. Oh, yeah. Well, western Wisconsin, you're touching Iowa, I believe. Probably like an eight-hour trip. Easy. Yeah, six and a half hours to where I went to southeast Wisconsin. And it doesn't take too far to get out of Milwaukee heading west where the landscape really changes into a lot of ag. Over towards like the Dallas area. What kind of of land does it look like? Is it like... Rolling Hills Ag is what I was in. And we drove up to northern Wisconsin from there, which was about a three-hour drive. I actually spent the day last weekend with Dan Infall. Oh cool. oh, cool. Yeah, and he offered to take me uh, out with him for the day. He was going to go bait his uh, fall bear hunting is coming up. So he had six spots that he wanted to go bait. So drove up there with him uh, in a pickup, and I used to live in Illinois, so I did a little bit of work in Wisconsin. I had seen a little bit of that area, but, man, just really nice, really nice. And then talking with him about you know some of the deer around and this and that it, it just it's a little bit different there's some bigger deer there's more mature deer and i think you know michigan pennsylvania and there's a couple other two that you know there's just no way around it we have the higher hunter density which yeah. makes for a lot more a lot less older age class deer and so i actually talk with him and i think i'm going to travel over there next year and do potentially do my first out-of-state hunt over in wisconsin next year I think the out-of-state uh, fees are really pretty affordable. Two hundred usually. Usually, Ohio yeah. is two hundred bucks. Right? Yeah, I mean, compared if you're going to go to the next state west, it's yeah. twice that, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 
I think um, if you, well, I know Ron goes to Illinois every year, and it's very expensive. Like, they, he just hunts like a, he gets a week hunt on a lease, and it's literally $2,200. I mean, <laughs> it's no joke. And that's, I think that might be with the license or whatever, but still, I'm like, dude, like, and he, but every year he calls in monster bucks. He doesn't get them. He just happens to mess up every time somehow in the last two years, but <laughs> he gets, a, he, I'm not kidding. Like he'll show videos of things like coming in. Like, I'm like, Absolutely what? Crazy. I'm like, dude, seriously, he'll miss or something stupid. And Ron never, it's just so weird. He never messes up. But yet in Wisconsin, I'm sorry, in Illinois, he messed up two years in a row. I can't believe it. I'm like, dude. What are you doing? And again, this comes back to filming. You know, it gets really difficult sometimes, especially under pressure when you're getting buck fever. And I don't think Ryan gets buck fever in Michigan very often. He'll shoot like 120s, 110s a lot. He shoots a lot of 110, 120 bucks. But I, I've never seen him get buck fever. But I think he's getting it on his own in the solo filming concept in Illinois. Is what I think. Well, he's got a lot of stuff to be thinking. Oh, he's about. got tons going on. He's got GoPros everywhere. I mean, it's a whole. It looks like an office inside <laughs> tree. Twenty-five foot up in a tree office. I'll never forget, I was hunting this one hunt, and I had three GoPros in the air, two GoPros on the ground, and two main cameras off two arms, and the set was awesome, but I never got a deer game in. A lot of good B-roll. The B-roll was sick. Like, I had every angle covered. I was like, this is how it's done, son. A lot of and good then, nature like, footage. No deer would walk into the set. I was so disappointed. I was like, come on, man. Like, just give me a chance here. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you... Doing anyways, the pressure gets high. Getting out of state gets expensive to an extent. You know, we went to Canada and hunted uh, bear fears back. We're trying to go again next year, um, and that was a great experience. It, that that right there was the camaraderie we were talking about. Mm-hmm. There was like sixteen guys in our little <clears throat> n- initial camp, including Mike Avery, uh, Dave Chevalier, a um, whole bunch of people, uh, uh, so many different people from Michigan that were like kind of in the industry a little bit and. It was interesting to, to watch them hunt, you know, hunt with them, have beers with them. It was a lot of fun, you know. And then also our team, we had John Cedar, we had Chris McGee, Bob McGee, Kevin, myself. Uh, who am I missing? I must be missing at least one or two. Dave Chevalier was there. I think it was about it from our crew, though. Jamie. <laughs> I forgot Jamie. Who's Jamie? <laughs> yeah, who's that Jamie guy? And Jamie was there too, so it was it was a lot of us, and, and, and we all got bears, every single one of us. No kidding. It was crazy, but like it was awesome because like Kevin's such a great cook, and he was a fireman, retired fireman, so he like he would make these amazing meals. And we had two RVs, like one like this and this, and the middle was like two camps, like together. Oh, like, nice. and we So Dave Chevalier at his camper, and Kevin at his RV, and together that the things came like this, and we had just unbelievable That's buffets awesome. of food and elk and all sorts of cool stuff you know and i'm getting excited for uh for on camp tomorrow talk. well we're it's coming well, up so we're quick. a month out yeah well we're going up there crazy. saturday to see on. Yeah. i haven't been there i guess we're doing a big photo shoot there and uh they need to do some work on some stuff yeah. so i said well it's a good opportunity to do some photos where so, at it's uh it's northern michigan so uh, they got, they got, uh, they got undisclosed no, no yeah, it's not that it's, i don't even think we know no yeah up in the alpine area and, uh, yeah, 500, I mean, 500 acres. 500 acres up there. It's a hunt it's club. Just, it's, it's a hunt club. John Sears a part of. He's a member. You have to buy in to be a member. It's very, very expensive. I've been going for five or six years. He now. gets, by by being a member, he he gets a week to himself? He can get as many, well, I mean, I think he technically can get as many as he wants as long as there's not other people that are taking it. I mean, so he's guaranteed one, one guaranteed whatever he puts in for a week. Yeah. So he might say, I want October 1st. You know, right. Most of the guys in there are older. They don't even bow hunt. Right. So like, he gets it. 
multiple weeks. But the problem is, I got my own places to go, like so I don't have as much time. Tim usually goes with with John, um, and I think, but he's got a lot of room there. You know, like it's five hundred acres. I mean, it's yeah, like, that's awesome. It's unbelievable. They got cabins. It's, I guess I don't. No I electricity. Yeah, cabin lodges about you know twenty. People. I gotta imagine too. You're not a far drive from public land. I mean, oh, if you want to, probably not. I, there's so um, much. Yeah, no, there's no, there is some public land around there, but they call it, it, it's, it's, it's really hunt camp area. I mean, the whole area is just surrounded with camps and all that stuff. I mean, there's just, there's, right behind you, you know, there's, there's a 3,000 acre hunt camp. No kidding. You know, it's, it's crazy. Sometimes those are the best places to hunt public land when you're around a lot of private like that. Oh, yeah. The mentality is, oh, there's just all these, you know, all these guys all over the public land and you go in there and you're like. It doesn't look like anybody has yeah, even been in it. here. Yeah. And it's just that concept that, you know, public land is always going to be overhunted. I mean, it depends on how far you are from a, a city and a lot more people. Yeah, but some that. of those little, man, I found some little small parcels, 40 acres of public or federal land. And, uh, yeah, they're basically untouched. Yep. Some yeah, of them are... What drives me nuts about the public land stuff is, is just... Not safety, but it's it's that worry about like I can't, you know you, you want to leave your tree stand up you don't want to do any of that stuff because you just worry yeah about you're not why you know? I mean you basically that's the game you got to play yeah. you got to take your stuff in and out and yeah if you're gonna run trail cameras they got to be if your trail camera gets stolen on public land it's your own fault sure because if you put it you're somewhere it, you're not hiding well it. Yeah. i think the guys that are smart about it they take a ladder step with them they mm-hmm. take a one or two you know and sticks and they put the thing up 10 foot and they put it in a place where they're just they're confident yeah. that nobody else is going and i mean it, it is it's a it's a total drag. Well, it's like this weekend. I'm, you know, I'm taking my blind up, and we're gonna brush it in. We're gonna get it set, and so it's ready to go. It's seasoned. The deer are used to it, and all that kind of stuff. And you got kind of that, you got kind of that going on with the state land too, where you're disrupting, you know, the sure. deer's environment, and they, they know it, you know. So I've had more cameras stolen off private land than I have public land, and I think the reason yeah. is, is that when they walk in front of them on private land. They're busted, mm-hmm. and it's not that they their intention was to steal your camera. No, it's just, that now they're caught they're and there. they yeah, got to take the thing. They could so just take the card, though. Yeah. They could, but some people, you know. All right, so yeah, I mean, like, I I don't think I've had a lot stolen. I had one stolen on state land, but actually turned out to be people we knew, which really really ticked us off. That was like a real bad time. That was like in 2010. It was like one of the first years we did BHP. I remember that. I remember we had that too. Cameras yeah. out there, sets out there, and and uh, no one knew they were there. I mean, it's like middle state land of thumb, but there was a group of people we knew that knew where they were, and they ended up getting stolen. Mm-hmm. And we didn't know it was them at first. But then the weirdest thing, I get this random call from this girl, like random, completely random call. Just imagine your phone rings, the phone number. This girl answers like, "Is this is this Dave?" Dave Thomas from Boner Planet. I'm like, yeah. She's like, I know who stole your stuff. Ooh. I'm like, well, who? She's like, well, you know, I don't want to be involved in any cops or anything like that. I mean, I'll tell you, but I don't, you know, I don't want this to. I'm like, no, it's good. I don't really care to be honest. I, I really don't care to be honest. I can care less about trail camera or tree stand. No, but you, you want to know. So she told me, and I was like, really? So I'm like, okay. She goes, I saw it back there, blah blah blah, and they're they're gloating about it. These are people we know, like people we actually camped with over the years, did stuff with, hung out with. And um, the last year we went there, we didn't hang out with them, which is probably why they did that. You know, we, we actually <laughs> purposely, this is where we used to hunt state land. 
we purposely avoided them because they're just crazy. I mean, they're, they're, they're the type of people, they're, they're nice people at heart, but they're just, they want to party hard. They want to, we just want to go sit by a campfire, enjoy some beers, go hunting. It's very simple. You know, do a little quick barbecue. Yep. We don't want to be partying, going to bars, getting in fights, and, you know, with the stuff that they were into, you know, so. That's crazy. But it, it helped me. It, it, I didn't care about the trail cam. I didn't care about the tree stand. I mean, I really don't care about material stuff like that. So, realistically, for me, it was perfect because it really let me understand who did it. Now I knew never to talk to those people again, period, right? And those people reached out to me years later. Oh, we want to start a goose thing. We need help, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. You know, <laughs> that's a cool story. Cool man. Good let job. me tell Have you a cooler. Let me tell you a cooler story about a phone call I got. <laughs> let me tell you about this girl. <laughs> You'll never believe what happened. You'll never believe it, man. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm getting I'm getting pretty pretty pumped up this last week. I uh, I've kind of caught up on some work stuff. My work's been crazy. The podcast is you know now a lot of the time that i'd be tuning bows or doing this or hanging tree stands it's like oh, i got editing to do or something you know something else talking to people responding to emails and things so i'm i'm getting kind of caught back up and getting my bows set up and the I'm weather's getting, changing a little bit the weather's starting what's to change. up with that is it just me or has it been cool uh, like the yeah, last like five days it's been I think coming that's and really going what's done that yeah, that, that cool weather in the morning. It, you're like, it does. No, no doubt about ready, it. Ready, man. Brian's ready. He's like pumped. Mm-hmm. I don't I even know where to go with it. He's so excited. Yeah, I, the camper. Uh, we're getting our. We got a camper that we keep up. So we got a really nice scenario. Uh, my father, uh, going back 25 years ago, bought 120 acres with four other guys. They formed an LLC. They call it Buckhorn Ridge Hunt Club. Sweet. That's 120. Cool. 120 acres that typically you can find about 13 hunters on yeah uh, yeah. Yep, yep. it's it's awesome property but it gets a lot of pressure because it's a big deer camp and it's a social thing some guys are really into deer hunting some guys they might go deer hunting two times a year it might be on opening yeah. day a rifle it, it's um it's a great place to be it's a great place to have our camp we have a 1973 28 foot airstream <laughs> That's awesome. and so we base yeah. camp out of there but uh we are surrounded essentially by 105,000 acres of public land the pigeon river state forest Very cool. so we can pull out of the driveway there and go north south east west doesn't matter we can hit public and there's a lot of cedar swamp tag alder nice. like just awesome awesome so deer you, habitat what do you do to like kind of go out and pick your spot i mean that's a lot of property to kind of cover to it just it really go. changed now with uh digital maps yeah okay yeah uh we use onyx uh a couple guys use other other programs but onyx uh, is the best because the pigeon river you say one hundred five thousand acres and you think it, well it's just this huge chunk well it's not it's a, it's a ton of little parcels some of it's bigger some of it's smaller but you really do need a uh, a real good map to know where some of these pieces are and where public stops and private starts mm-hmm. and access and everything else. So otherwise, you gotta take the trail cam. So with Onyx, they have <laughs> they have layers, um, and you can drop a layer that identifies where all the public and private land is. And using those, and we, we just try to find uh, transition areas from. Uh, you know, different structure of, of habitat and ecosystem where a swamp meets uh, Oak Ridge or things like that, transitional areas. And then once you start putting boots on the ground, 
and you identify from year in, year out, like, well, I saw a lot of deer here. Why is that? And you back out, you look at the map, and you look at it at a small scale, this little thing. Then you back out and look at it on a big scale, and then you start to find those other areas and replicate that, and you start going in there, and you're like, wow, what do you know? Same thing's happening here. Very cool. And so for us now, we definitely get right in, um, try to get in the thickest bedding areas and things like that that we possibly can. You use a climber, or what do you I've used a climber historically. Um, I've only ever shot a couple deer out of it. And the problem for me with my climber, I don't know that they're all this way, is obviously you need the perfect tree. They're all that in that manner. You're tree hunting as much mm-hmm. as you are deer hunting. You know, you're like, this is a great spot. Now you got to find a tree. Maybe you got to back up 30 or 35 yards and you're not in the right spot. Right. Um, plus, they make a lot of noise. I've never been able to get in and out of an area and set a climber up, get up into a tree, and be what I consider stealthy. So the guys that I hunt with uh, will use, they have uh, the lone wolf stuff. Um, A lot of times what I do is I'll go in, like, March, as soon as the snow melts, and I'll go up there and see basically the landscape looks exactly like it did essentially in the rut. Scrapes are still there, rubs are still there. As soon as that snow melts, it almost, like, you know, preserves all that for a couple months. And I'll go in there and then use the combination of the information that I took from hunting that previous season and what I see right now to put a couple stands up. And I know I won't go in there until basically, you know, the rut. And ho- cool. hopefully nobody else will either. I mean, you never you never know. We come across other people's stuff out there that's in some pretty, pretty legit places. But a lot of guys just, you know, they'll walk a you know, whatever, 100 yards off the road and throw a ladder stand off. And if you're willing to go just a little bit farther than that, put a little bit of work in, there's... I'll never be able to buy 105,000 acres. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know? Not in Michigan, that's for sure. So, I've found it started to enjoy that a lot. Yeah, that's pretty cool, man. I've, I've seen the Onyx. Uh, so, is it an app? Is that how it works? It's an app that goes right on your smartphone. I have it on uh, my iPhone. Um... I don't know for sure. I'm sure they have it. Yeah, they do. My brother has uh, Android. So, yeah, obviously they have it for Android, too. But, yeah, on X mapping. And there's a couple other uh, programs that do the same thing. But I'm not exactly certain how they operate. I just know, for us personally, this one. But yeah, it's cool. Absolute lifesaver. So, um Yeah. In the studio today, what are you thinking? You I love been it. Here. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah, I was telling you when I walked in here, um, I've paid top dollar at a couple hotels <laughs> in the last couple months that don't look this nice. That's yeah, for damn that's sure. so funny because we actually, when I talk to um, sponsors and stuff that are, you know, I'm like, hey, you know, come in town. And I'm like, you guys can, you can sleep here. we got a full bathroom and shower in here, and, and uh, it's ready to go. It's like, uh, <laughs> hmm, I'm, you know, it's, it's the mixture of like a, a really nice bar, but like uh, a man cave with yeah, in a, in a cabin, <laughs> very cabin house with the studio, which is pretty cool. And it's big. It's like, real this big. Is a yeah, big basement. It's a big. Yeah, it's like two thousand square feet. You know, so basically, I mean, lengthwise the whole thing. So yeah, I love it. It's uh, big. You guys did a a great job. It's got a great atmosphere. I love this whole thing. Yeah, it's fun, man. You know, I really started to uh, admire what you do with Bowhunter Planet and not having these, uh, having a broader 
you know, hey, we're not just sponsored by Matthews or this or that. You're, yeah, it's you're, tricky. <laughs> oh, how tricky it's is it? It's very tricky. This landscape is, the good thing for us right now is that we're respected by all the bow brands at this point. The issue for us is we have a lot of, um, there's a lot of times where we're getting money thrown at us from different brands that right. it's really hard to turn it down because we self-fund most of the things we do. We, we get we do make funding, but a lot of our funding comes from photography and a lot of the content creation, which is great, but it doesn't necessarily come from this specifically. And so it causes a little bit of a, a issue sometimes for us just because... <clears throat> Unlike some of these big sponsored people, you know, we're, we're not getting that kind of money. You know what I mean? We're not getting big chunks of money. And, and, and we do fine, but it's, like I said, most of us do content, not necessarily through this. So the podcast is an interesting scenario for us because um, we've already been offered tons of sponsorships with it. And we're, are, we're debating how to take the sponsorships without, because let's be honest, the more funding you have, the more you can do. I mean, you can do a lot more. You can take something that has, right. you know, uh, something like the Beach Bee podcast and you can turn it into a mecca because you can put advertisements in magazines, you can put on TV, you can do tons of stuff that you couldn't normally do right. without having extra money to do it. So what we're facing now is debating on, which brands we want to associate with for that. We've had like six or seven requests to sponsor it, and so we're debating on how to go that route. Um, there's, there's just so many different things. Like, it's not, it's never simple, you know what I mean? Like, the whole thing's like, like live. Like, they want live, this, this live. So you have video cameras that are, the people can watch the whole thing, which is great, but what people on the podcast might know or not know is that, you know, we pre-record these so we can edit them. You know, if you make a mistake or you say, oh, man, I really didn't want to say that, like we did on yours at one point, you know, you can make that correction. But in the live feed, you can't. Right. You know? So and I'm good live, but I don't know if you are or you are. Yeah, you know, things I know happen. I can handle it. Things but, happen. you know, you can't swear live. You can't, you know, there's things that have to happen that, you know, in studio would be best. But a lot of ours are Skyped in or phoned in and, and uh, you know. So anyway, I mean, it's cool. I'm I'm happy about all these opportunities. We just have to, we kind of have to rifle through them. And, well, it's opposite you know. of what a lot of guys are doing because what happens is, yeah, as soon as you bring in a sponsorship, you were lucky enough that you were kind of ahead of it and you got big enough where, yeah, like you said, we've gained respect from companies and they'll do a little bit of coming to you. But if you're new right now and you're trying to get into it and you're trying to go to companies, they kind of want to lock you in and, hey, you're going to yeah. talk about our thing and you're not going to talk about other ones. Well, let's be realistic. Everybody out there that listens to these things and watches these things know that there is other things. And they want yeah. their tune, content. What they're really going to tune into is the guys that are telling them truthfully, mm-hmm. like, it gets tricky if you have a sponsor and then all of a sudden, hey, we're well, having a problem correct. with some of these products. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And, and by so, the way, the podcast tonight is brought to you by uh, <laughs> <laughs> bowhunterplant.com. Um, yeah, well, one of the things is, and this is funny that you mentioned that, is one of our stipulations, and we've been working on this with uh, some of the industry people, one of our stipulations is that we will not be rendered to only what you want to hear. We will not be rendered to only your company. So we, and, and most companies are okay with that with us because BHP's already built that kind of community. So they're okay with that, and I think that's been the biggest thing for us is like, okay, they're okay with it. Is the community okay with it, right? That's the next step. So we understand what our stipulations are, what is required of us, but we don't want that affecting our overall test lab because to us that's that's what makes us special and different. It, we don't have a bow sponsor I, that does I completely agree. It's hard. You don't know when you go online 
who to trust. Oh yeah, and and I historically, agree. like uh, you know, you you go with whoever's the biggest, and ha- you know, you see this product everywhere. There's certain products we all know them that you know they they sponsor everybody, and they're all over. And your initial yeah. impression is like, well, that must be a really good product because everybody uses it, and then you use it, and you're like, this thing's a pile of garbage. Yeah. But we don't use. Here's the thing about us that's different that I think people would respect a lot is we don't put garbage on our show. None no. of it. We turn. We've, it down. we've, turned, yeah. we've yeah. sent products back. Yep. Products that explode or issues. We no, you know we're not going to do that. And we'll shoot it again if they send a new one. Say oh it's been fixed. Blah blah blah. We've had crossbow shoot by themselves. Yeah. We've had things blow up. We've had people get hit in the face. You know with uh, we've had tons of weird things happen to us over the years and. Each time, I am very uh, honest and blunt with companies. I, I'm, that's one of the things I think makes them like me more is I don't, I don't hold back. I'll tell them how they're doing. If they suck in the industry, if they're doing horrible, you know, who they're sponsoring, I'll tell them, like, why, you, why would you waste your money on that? You know, I'll tell them straight up. And it, whether or not they like it or not, I don't care. Because I don't make a living doing this. I don't care. I'm going to tell you how it is, you know, and well, we, th- this is the best a, way to do it. We've had a tradition and a philosophy, really, though, to, to bring the industry together. Well, that's what it's, we're trying to do. It's not really yeah. ever been about us. No. It's, it's been more about... We're the only people. ones who've done that. Though. Right. We're the only company in this industry that's brought brands together. Everybody else is about themselves or about making money. Any other bow hunting website... Well, I mean, I'm getting more and more into it, and you find out that, you know, companies will pay other companies money to not carry other oh, yeah. people's mm-hmm. products oh, or they'll say hey we cultural, will pull man. our product line you out of your don't. shop if you yeah. bring this other product line in you better believe it and man. i'm just like yeah. real nice that's yeah. the whole that's we've, the whole sales model for a lot from, of i know exactly what companies you're talking yeah. about and we we actually kind of try to stay away from those brands and that that actual whole it's super thing it gets super tricky you know we're just getting into this and we're just getting into where we're having business relationships through the podcast and things and trying to figure out funding and agreements and things like that and a company that we've been doing a lot of work with we got a bad batch of product yeah and it's like all right this sucks because now we're in a spot where we don't talk about this these are personal friends of ours yeah you know we have a business relationship but we also have a friendship yeah and now it's like hey if i take this product and i tell people that this is a great product and then they take it and they have problems that makes me look bad so i have to be open and honest and upfront about yeah and god it gets complicated yeah all right so um Kevin, thanks for joining us. Deer Hunter Podcast. Uh, check it out on iTunes. Uh, I'm sure you guys have other stuff. Yeah, too. it's uh, we're on, uh, well, deerhunterpodcast.com. All the links for the show are on there. We're actually in the process right now of building, a, we're starting to build a website. So right now it's just a blog. All the links for the show are on there. That's deerhunterpodcast.com. We're on Instagram at deerhunter underscore podcast. And then Facebook, deerhunterpodcast. Perfect. Yeah, it's an awesome show. Uh, thanks again for coming in the studio to do it. Uh, listen and tune in and subscribe. You guys are going to love the, the podcast. It's really down to earth, and I, I really enjoy it. And you can listen to my episode on there as well, which was really fun to go there. So thanks for coming. you have time to stick around? Yeah, and I'll get tell on people for, for sure, absolutely go and All listen right. to Dave's episode and hear the whole backstory on. That was one of my. <laughs> Poop. One, one, yeah. <laughs> it was one of the best ones that I've listened to where I, I you know, legitimately got some good laughs out of it. So. We'll see you next time on the Bowhunter Planet Podcast. Thanks so much for listening to the Bowhunter Planet Podcast online at bowhunterplanet.com with your host, Team BHP. Check us out on Facebook at Bowhunter Planet. We'll catch you next time.